Well, here we are, back in studio, back in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to bring your prayer requests to the Lord, ready to seek God in prayer and to seek Him in His Word. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and we'll be here for the next hour uh, in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to pray and seek the Lord for, for what's going on in your life, for what you for, for what are your needs, ready to seek the Lord in his word. But before we do anything, let's pray and let's just ask God to take over. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome to take over, Lord. Holy Spirit, we need you, Father. We need you, Lord. We need you to, to, to do what you want to do tonight, Lord, to bless your people. Lord, I just pray, Father, for the next hour that the Holy Spirit would lead us guide us. Lord, that the Holy Spirit would fill us with your blessings, with your power, with your strength. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers. We thank you, Lord, that you're attentive to our needs. We thank you, Lord, for all that you want to do tonight. And I just pray a blessing upon each and every listener tonight, Lord, that your spirit would be there where they are, that your spirit would be with all of us, Lord, that the power of God would fill us, and that your blessings would be upon each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, again, I say, take over. Speak tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We are a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your calls. So if you've got a prayer request, if you have a need that you want to bring before the Lord, if you've got a Bible question, a Bible topic, something you want to talk about tonight, call in tonight. The number is 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, we stand in the gap with prayer. We stand in the gap for those who need, who are who are struggling, who are ill, who are in hospitals. So whoever you know that you want to lift up in prayer, or whatever's going on in your life that you need God to make a change, you need God to do something, I encourage you. The the Word of God encourages you. The Bible tells us in Philippians, the fourth chapter, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he's saying, be anxious for nothing. Don't be afraid of anything. But whatever it is, bring it to the Lord in prayer. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Be serious about what you want to bring before the Lord. And be thankful, knowing that he hears your prayers. Make your request known unto him, he says. And what's going to happen? The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension beyond our understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds, and we'll be in Christ Jesus. Bring that need in prayer. Bring that need to him in prayer. Bring that loved one to him in prayer. If there's someone sick, what does it say? Call. Call for the elders and let them pray. So if there's somebody sick that you know about, I encourage you to call them tonight. The number is 888 995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if there's someone you want to bring before the Lord, you want to stand in the gap for that person, then call in tonight. It's 888-995-5552. How about your Bible questions? You know, uh, 
we need understanding. We need to know his word. If there's something you read, if there's something you heard, if there's a preaching that you didn't understand or there's a topic you want to talk about tonight, I encourage you to call in tonight with your Bible questions, with your Bible topics. Uh, the number is 888-995-5552. If you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, doctrine, theology, whatever's going on in your mind tonight about the Word of God, whatever you're wondering, whatever you're, you're, you're questioning, have you ever questioned your faith? Do you know that you're saved? How do you know that you're saved? How do you know that you've been redeemed? It's only through the Word of God. It's only through His Word that we know that we are saved. It's His promise. So if you know you're saved and there's something you want to talk about tonight, or if you don't know whether you're saved and you need, you need the Bible to confirm if you're saved, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls to pray with you on the air, to pray for a loved one, to pray for a situation, or to search the Word of God for the answer to your question. Again, it's 888-995-5552. Well, we get together every Friday night. We were together last night in Arcadia. Uh, we had a time of prayer. We had a time of worship. We had some time to be in the Word of God. So if you're looking for a place to, to connect, if you're looking for a place to plug in, if you're looking for somewhere to worship on Friday nights, we encourage you to come out to Arcadia, to, to the church. Come out to L.A. Gypsy Church. We're there every Friday night at 8 o'clock. We worship the Lord. We just get together for worship and praise. We get together for prayer and the study of God's Word. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in Arcadia. That's the Pasadena area. We're right between Pasadena and Monrovia in the city of Arcadia. It's 805 North 1st Avenue. It's really easy to get to. If you're on the 210 freeway, Get into the Arcadia area. Get off at Foothill. I'm sorry. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. I get ahead of myself there. You get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north on Santa Anita for one block. You'll see Foothill Boulevard. Make a right turn. Go one more block, and you'll see First Avenue. Make another right turn, and then you'll see us on the corner of Forest and First at 805 North First Avenue. I encourage you come out. Come out and worship with us. We'd love to see you there. So if you're looking for somewhere to visit or you're looking for some place to, to plug in on Friday nights, we're there every Friday night, 8 p.m. We're out there worshiping, singing, singing praises to God, just desperate to be in his presence. We really want to be in God's presence because that's where we'll find all that we need. All that you need is in God's presence. All that you really desire. The fulfillment of our life is in his presence worshiping him you know what do you think we'll be doing throughout eternity we'll be worshiping and learning about god and it's exciting it's exciting to be in his presence it's exciting to 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 to, to have revelation about him to be for his character his nature to be he's awesome he is awesome we stand in awe of a mighty god the creator of the universe so come out and worship with us Let's get into God's presence together. Let's lift up prayers that are pleasing unto the Lord, and let's let's study God's Word. So come out Friday nights at 8 o'clock, 805 North 1st Avenue. 
Also, I want to remind you that uh, we are on podcasts. So if you'd like to 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 um, if you'd like to catch up on on the shows that you've missed, or if you'd like to share the program with somebody, you can find us on podcast at kkla.com and just visit the podcast page and share it with somebody. Let somebody know about the Gypsy Christian Hour and be a part of the ministry. Call somebody and let them know we're on right now and encourage people to listen. So again, go to kkla.com and then look for the podcast page and you can see us and catch up on uh, on previous broadcasts. But uh, you could also... Uh, Download the KKLA app. So if you're on your smartphone or on your iPad, download us on the KKLA app. Just go to Google Play or the iTunes Store and download the free KKLA app, and you'll be able to hear us live on your smart device and then uh, look at us up on the podcast. So with that, we're going to go to our first caller. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, uh, call in, and the number is 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, or if you want to ask a Bible question, call in. The number is eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Let's go to our first caller and talk to Angela. Hi, Angela. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yeah, hi. Um, um, it was nice to hear about um, hear from you. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, I have a prayer request. Okay. How can we pray for you? What is that? Um, Angela, that... you need to shut off your radio because we're on a we're like on a delay. Okay. And you won't be able to hear us, or it'll be confusing to us and to you. So just go ahead and shut off your radio. So how can we pray for you tonight? Um, the thing is that uh, my grandma is in a convalescent home, but it's not, it's against her will and mine. I don't really agree with it, but um, some relatives put her there and mm-hmm. then she's not getting any exercise or any air. But I was wondering, um, I was going to take her out, but then I would be rebelling against the authority of the family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think she should be in there because she's not getting her freedom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, she, she was, she does have a broken leg, but they put her in a wheelchair, and now she lost the mobility of her legs because she's been mm-hmm. sitting so long. Well, what, Angela, what's your grandma's name? Her name is Rachel. Rachel. Well, let's pray for Rachel. And also, <clears throat> who do you have legal uh, authority for to make decisions for her? I want to. Well, I want to so bad, but mm-hmm. my sister, my uncle, and my aunt and my yeah. mom are taking. Yeah, her that. her children yeah. are going to have legal authority to make decisions for her, you know. So we can pray and you can advise, but that's about as far as you can really go, uh, you know, for for your grandma about about whether or not she should be in a convalescent home. It's really the decision of their her legal uh, who's whoever has legal authority to make decisions for her. But we're going to pray right now for Rachel, and we're going to pray that the Lord's will be done, that God would influence those who have authority. Father, I just pray, Lord, for Rachel. I pray, Lord, that you would bless Rachel with health, Father, that you would heal her, Lord, from every disease or infirmity that's plaguing her, Lord, that you would heal her broken bones, Father, that you would do beyond what we ask, Lord. Lord, we know that whatever we know to pray for, we will pray, Lord. For Rachel, 
but you know every aspect of her life, Lord. You know every everything that's going on in her health, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would send the Holy Spirit and touch her, Lord, with your power, with your strength. Lord, that her mind would be clear, that her body would be healthy, Lord. And, Father, that she would be able to function normally and walk and, 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 and make her own decisions, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would do all that you desire to do for Rachel, Lord, in her blessings, Lord, that you would give her all that you desire to do for her, Lord. And I pray for those who have legal authority to make decisions for Rachel, Lord, that they would have her best interest at heart, that they would want to do well for her, Lord, that they would want to make her comfortable, Lord. Lord, that they would, Lord, if it's your will for her to be in a home, then so be it. But if it's your will to bring her to her own home, Lord, that she would live in her own house, Lord. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would do your will, that your perfect will would be accomplished, that Rachel would be where she's the most safe and most cared for, Lord. Father, that her life would be, that she would live the rest of her life in dignity and respect, Lord, and in convenience and in health. Father, I just pray for for Rachel in Jesus' name, Lord, your blessings upon her. Amen. Amen. Thank you. But like another thing is that um, her condo, she gave it to my uncle, but then my uncle, he's another state, and then he's using, um, he's telling me to rent out the condo to other tenants, mm-hmm. but I don't want to because uh, she's like, um, that's hers, that's her condo, and so he cannot monopolize on it. Right. So I put her in a home, and she doesn't need to. I don't see anything wrong with her. Yeah. Well, you know, I pray that, 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 that people make the right decisions, godly decisions, and keep that in prayer. Rachel, uh, Angela, that, that that whoever is making the decisions would make godly decisions influenced by the Holy Spirit. So you lift them up in prayer. As you lift oh. up Rachel in prayer, lift those people up in prayer also that they would make godly decisions, okay? Yeah, thank you. Thank God you. bless. Thank you. I want to pray for April says she would like prayer for everything in her life. Amen. Well, Father, we just pray for April, Lord that you would bless April and in every aspect of her life, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, that she would have the blessings of a mighty and awesome God. Influence Rachel, Lord, lead her, Father, and bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Tony. Hi, Tony. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I just had a uh, just a question. It was something I've been wondering about. You know, at the top of the hour, you were talking about you know how how people know if they're saved or not, and and, and things like that. Right. Um, I I don't I don't doubt if I'm saved. Uh, I, I I I know I know God. I know Jesus. I love the Lord. Um, but you know, you you wonder from time to time, and mm-hmm. and I I'm. I'm I make specific reference to uh, I think it I think it was a parable. Jesus had mentioned the wheat and the tares. Right. Um, you know how 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 would one be able to identify uh, a tear? What, what, how would you? What, well, they asked him the same question in that parable. Well, you know, the, the the workers asked the question in the parable. Uh, you're, you're referring to Matthew 13. It says, Jesus presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat 
and went away. But the, the wheat sprouted and, the tor- uh, and bore grain, and the tares became evident also. And the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed? And he's asking, asking him, do you, want me, do you want us to go take up the tares? Do you want us to pull out the tares? And he said, allow right. both. He says, allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares and bind them in the, the bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. So he's saying, you know, we can't really uh, distinguish wheat from tares. Let them, grow, let them grow together. And in the end, he will separate the wheat from the tares. You know, we, we, we judge by the evidence we see of the lifestyle a person's living. Think about it. If we were there back in the time of Jesus and we were observing the disciples, what do you think we'd think of Judas? Judas was out there preaching the gospel. He was out there uh, uh, casting out demons. He was praying and healing the sick. We would think, wow, Judas is the real deal, you know, because we judge from the outside, but God judges the heart. So we don't really know. We can't really identify the wheat from the tares. Because we don't, we don't know, we don't know a person's heart. We can only judge ourselves, Tony. We judge I guess ourselves. That's the true core, core of my question is: what, what if you were fearful that you yourself or one, one, oneself were a were not wheat but a tear? Like how? Mm-hmm. how what, well, what could I, one do to to not be be a burden by that fear? Right. Do I know? See, that's just it. Do I know I'm saved? How do I know I'm saved? I have the assurance of Jesus Christ. I have the assurance of God's word. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You know, Jesus said, Unless you're born again, you shall not enter the kingdom. That's my question. Am I born again? Am I a believer of Christ? Have I trusted God for my salvation? And the answer is Yes. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. If you've asked him for forgiveness, he has forgiven you. And if you seek to live your life according to his word, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Am I learning to obey God? Am I surrendering to him every day in my life? That's the, that's the sign of a true Christian. Are we seeking God in all the... Here's a, here, here, here's, here, this will blow your mind. Are we seeking God in all we say, in all we think, and in all we do? Does my speech reflect a godly attitude? Does my thoughts reflect a godly character? Do my actions mirror the actions and the deeds of Jesus Christ? That's a that's a that, that's a heavy load. How about it? But it all can be done. You know, I, I can do all things, Paul says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not us. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. If the Holy Spirit is working in you, Tony, then you are born again. You are a Christian. All right. All right. Uh, does that help? Does, I mean, I mean, do you still it, have? It does. No, no. I, I just it, it makes perfect sense. Sometimes I, I, I feel so controlled by things of the world. You know, I feel that I, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I have a hateful personality, a vindictive person. You know, sometimes I feel like I, I, I don't think that 
the things that I think are the things that a Christian should think, and then I realize I'm just I'm struggling with sin. And uh, and but you're right. I, I I feel I also by by that same token I feel the the Holy Spirit working in my heart. Yeah. And I guess that's that's what it is. It's work. It's 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 a life. It's a lifelong. Uh, struggle and, and battle, to... and that's and that that's 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 the nor that's the normal process of Christianity because Paul says, "Work out your salvation." If you're struggling with, with with sin, that's a good thing, because if you weren't struggling with sin, that would mean you're lost. You're lost in the world. But if you're struggling with sin, if you're being convicted daily, and surrendering that, confessing it to the Lord on a daily basis, then you're you're where God wants you to be. You're in the struggle. You're in the fight. You're fighting sin. You're fighting temptation. And you're having victories, and you're overcoming. You know what the world wants to throw at you. So I respect a Christian who's struggling with sin, because if you weren't struggling with sin, you wouldn't be a Christian. You know, a Christian struggles, but he has victory. Paul says we go from glory to glory. We, we, we're, we're overcomers. We're overcoming the world. We're overcoming sin. We're we're defeating temptation. You know, and, and that's where the work is. That's where the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit is in every Christian's life. So, you know, I encourage you, Tony, stay, stay strong, you know, stay, stay surrendered to God and realize, you know, we have no power. Uh, we're powerless in, in, in ourselves. But in Christ, we are strong. In Christ, we have the power of the Holy Spirit because he says we don't have to do this alone. We don't struggle alone. We have the power of God living in us. We have the Holy Spirit living through us, and he'll do it. You know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. You know, trust in the Lord, and he will do it. The Psalm 37, 4 says, or 34, 7, I forget which one it is, but it's in the Psalms. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. Amen? Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God sir. bless you, Tony. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Good question. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to, let's see here, Bailey. Hi, Bailey. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Hi, Gypsy. God bless. Good morning. Good morning. I want to thank you for your prayer. Uh, I passed my, my vinyl exam for the EMT. I need to, right now I'm studying for my state test in July, and I've been studying, but I kind of get a little procrastinated, but I forced myself. Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord! I'm glad you did that. You're that, that that you're succeeding in your schoolwork. That's awesome. Yeah, because last year I didn't pass, but since I ever since I put God first and hang out uh, youth group, it, it it's beneficial. It's tremendous what we can what he can do for me. That's awesome, Billy. So, how can we pray for you tonight? Or is there a question you want to ask? What can we do? I have a I have a question and a prayer request. Okay. I've been struggling with sin. Mm-hmm. I've been asking God for forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I repeat my sin a lot. Right. And I get counsel, and right now I'm taking therapy um, in my college campus because mm-hmm. I have anger issues, and, and I keep going to the past and having flashbacks. And, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. Well, the Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins. 
So we know that when we confess our sins daily, God forgives us. But it doesn't stop there. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So not only, not only does he want to forgive your sins, he wants to cleanse you from that sin so that you won't have to keep on struggling with that sin. So Ever since I... Sorry. Go ahead. Ever since I've been sinning, I've been missing my youth group, my other church. Mm-hmm. I, I'm regretting that. Yeah. I've been missing the youth group for two, uh, two Friday nights ago. Well, you know, that's something that, that, that you need to make the decision on to go back to your church, to be in church. And you said you were getting counseling. I don't know, is that a Christian counselor or is it just a, a secular counselor from the from the college or from the school you're going to? It's a college campus. Yeah. yeah. You need to, I would recommend that you get to a Christian counselor, somebody who can, who can disciple you in the Word of God, who can lead you through prayer through the power of the holy spirit through the word of god into a place where 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 you can overcome this sin or this addiction or whatever you're dealing with uh, a, a you know a, a college a school counselor is fine and that's awesome that you're getting counseling but i would encourage you to get to get to a christian counselor and also to have accountability to other people other christians who can help you you know when you're struggling with sin you know, the way to overcome the sin is to overcome the temptation, you know, before you sin, before you fall into sin. And a good way to do that is when, when the thought comes or when the, 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 the trigger comes or the struggle comes with, with temptation, pick up the phone and call a friend and say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this right now or uh, I've got this problem right now. The, the enemy's coming against me or the flesh. And can you pray with me? Or just talk about it with your friend. Talk about it with somebody you can trust. Get an accountability partner. Get a counselor, a Christian counselor, and deal with this in a way that is a godly way. You can't do it on your. You won't be able to do it on your own. If it's an addiction, if it's something you keep on doing over and over again, you keep on going back to. You need help. You need the help of the Holy Spirit, who will give you power to overcome, and you need the help of other Christians, a Christian counselor. I've been praying with my dad. Mm-hmm. He has a heart problem, and my little, my sister, I've been treating my yeah. family bad. Well, I'm going to pray with it's you right. Bag. I'm going to pray with you right now, Bailey, uh, for for this anger issue and for what you're going through. Uh, but I really encourage you to to do what it takes to to to, to take control over this situation. Whatever you're going through, you know it's going to be it's going to be in prayer and in counseling with good people people who will encourage you in prayer and in the Word of God. So, Father, I just pray for Bailey right now, for all the things he's going through, Lord, whatever anger issues he has with his dad, whatever frustrations that he has, Lord, in the world, whatever he's going through, struggling through sin, Lord, and, and temptation, I just pray the power of God upon upon Bailey right now. Father, I just pray that you would fill him, baptize him with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Let the power of God overflow through Bailey, Lord. Let him know the power of an awesome God who's able to do all things. And Lord, you can not only forgive him, but you cleanse him, Lord, from this sin problem, from this sin temptation, Lord, from this anger problem. Whatever's going on in Bailey's life, Lord, I pray that you would take total control and that you lead him and guide him on the paths of righteousness, Lord. You said that you forgive us and that you cleanse us 
from all unrighteousness, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would have your way with Bailey right now, Father. Let him know that you that he that, that he is perfectly loved, perfectly accepted, Father, by you. You love him so much, Lord. I just pray that you do all that needs to be done in Bailey's life, that he will live, Lord, according to your purpose, according to your will, according to your word for his life in Jesus' name. Amen. Can God, I get a prayer, prayer request? Sure. Can, I, can you keep me in your prayers that pass the, the NREMT state test and my mom gets a job and we move out of new apartment, please? Well, Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that Bailey would, would 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 finish his finals and that he would pass every course, Lord, that every test would go well. I pray for his mom that she would find a job, Lord, and that it would that they would find a place to live, Lord, an apartment, Lord, according to your purpose and your will, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask for Bailey, his mom, and their life, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, and God bless you. Please keep me in your in your, in your prayers that I passed the, the uh, NREMP status in July. Amen. Uh, I thank you so much. God bless you, thank Bailey. You. And if you, as the Lord reminds you to pray, pray for Bailey. Pray for his test. Pray that he would pass every test in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Samuel. Hi, Samuel. You're on the air. How can we help you? Yes, yes brother. Uh, I have a desperate prayer, but it's not for me. This is this is a Christian lady. She's fifty-seven years old, and uh, sometime in December or January, she lost her job, and so she struggled to get a job. But she got one right away with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Walmart. I, I I shouldn't describe them in a bad way, but they're oh. it's a lousy company. Lousy. <laughs> sure, people get good discounts. Sometimes. Anyway, uh, well, what's her name? What's what, what's they, your they, friend's they, name? Oh, Mary Hernandez. Mary, let's pray for Mary right now. She's, she's in Houston, Texas, but the problem is she got the job. Then she just quit it two weeks ago because she couldn't take what right. was happening okay. to her. Well, let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord Samuel, and I. We stand in the gap, and all the listeners right now for Mary. Lord, we pray for Mary, Lord, that she would find work, that she would find a job that she would be blessed, Lord, and that, that, that you would use her to bless others, Lord. Father, I just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be done for Mary in her life, Lord, that she would prosper and be in health as her soul prospers, Lord. Father, as she grows in you, matures in you, as she seeks you, Lord, to do your will, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would prosper her in every way, Lord, spiritually, physically, and financially, Lord, that she would find a job, a career, Lord, where she could just... Just, just, just grow and 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 be prosperous in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Can I make a quick comment? Please? Sure, go ahead. For for the a couple of callers back that they were struggling with sin, mm-hmm. I feel in my heart to tell them: do not, do not give up on God. Do not give up on themselves. Get deeply into the Word, in the the Gospels, the little book of John. And, and the Psalms, 51, 37, there's so many, 91, there's so many. Amen. And they need to get deeply into prayer. Don't just, if they should die in sin at the moment they're sinning, then I don't know. It could be hopeless. they got to think differently 
And my other question is this, real quickly, the Catholics, the, 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 the Seventh-day Adventists, Jehovah's Witness, and the Mormon, Mormons, what do you think? If they, do you think they will go to hell? Because uh, I'm against those well, four uh, religions. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, the, the doctrine of Mormonism, the message of Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, these are cults. These, 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 these doctrines deny the essentials of Christianity. So if anyone believes what the Mormons believe, or Jehovah Witnesses, I don't believe they can be saved. I believe that that they are they are another gospel. They're a different gospel. And Paul said, if anyone brings you a different gospel, let it be anathema. Let it be accursed. And I don't believe that the the doctrine of Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons can save. As far as Catholics are concerned, I don't agree with many of the Catholic uh, uh, practices, but they believe in Jesus Christ. So uh, if, if if a person is a Catholic and they truly are born again and they believe in Jesus Christ and they're trusting in, in Christ, I believe they can be saved, but it's a lot more difficult in Catholicism because of all of the rituals and all of the, 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 the yeah. wrong things that they believe. They believe in purgatory. They believe in the infallibility of the Pope, which I totally disagree with. But their core belief is in Jesus Christ. So okay. it's, 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 it's a little more complicated there. Uh, as far as the Seventh Day Adventists, there are there's a wide range of Seventh Day Adventist churches. Some are mm-hmm. cultic and some are orthodox. It's a, it's wow. it's it's not just a, uh, a a broad brush kind of situation with the Seventh Day Adventists. Some of them are very legalistic, and will take you into being uh, part of a cult. Uh, and some are very orthodox in their belief so it's not a, it's it's kind of a, it's not monolithic somebody would i've heard it's not a monolithic uh, organization it's multifaceted and uh you just have to judge every seven day Adventist church on its own merits but it's it, it, you know i don't i don't advise going to a seven day Adventist church just for that reason because you don't know what yeah. you're getting yourself involved in i would say there are so many other good safe churches to go to that preach the gospel. So many out there. We're blessed with having, uh, just in, in the Southern California area, we're, we're blessed with so many uh, Calvary Chapel uh, churches, Assemblies of God Church, uh, uh, Foursquare yeah. churches, which yeah. are very yeah. orthodox and very, you know. Pentecostal. Yeah, Pentecostal. The Assemblies of God are Pentecostal. Four squares are charismatic, and and Calvary Chapel. You know that you got some of the best teachers, Greg Laurie, uh, uh, Steve Wilburn, uh, so many good teachers, great teachers. And then, uh, you know, if you go down to Orange County, there's there's so many. Again, there's so many great churches. So don't get involved in, in a church that's questionable. Get involved in a well balanced God, you know, a Bible preaching, truth bearing church that wants to worship and praise God. Amen. Yes, sir. Brother, can I say one quick thing? Make it quick. We're running out of time. Okay. Uh, I've had many, many uh, testimonies, physical healing on my leg, manifestations of the Lord, and I, I struggled for time with sin, but it, it was in my mind. The devil was battling me. But once I realized that God was for me 100%, that's all that counts. Amen. That. That's all I got. And if God is for us, who can be against us, Samuel? Well, thanks for your call, man. God bless. 
And let's go back to the phone line. We'll take another caller and talk to Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Sam. How are you? Doing fine. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. How, how, how can we pray Wonderful for you to tonight? You. <clears throat> I want to um, to ask you if you can pray for our president to have a successful summit with Kim Jong-un. There, there will be peace. Amen. Okay, well, well, Father, we just pray, Lord, for our president. We pray for President Trump and all the the, the people who are going with him, Lord, to 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 have this summit with the North Korean leader. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would fill him with your spirit, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that he would, Lord, be influenced by you and that you would influence, Lord, everyone who he comes into contact with, Lord, that there would be good results for peace, Lord, that they would denuclearize, North Korea, and that they, that that threat would be a threat of the past, Lord. That there would be that, that 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 these two countries, North and South Korea, would thrive, Lord. That they would be peaceful, Lord. That there would be a an end to the to the uh, to the Korean War, Lord. That they would have peace, Lord, on this on this on this continent, Lord, on, on in Asia. I just pray, Lord, that 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 you would influence President Trump and that you would use him as an oracle of grace and mercy and peace, Lord. Use him to bring peace to this part of the world, Lord, and that your influence would influence everyone involved. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And also, I want to pray for you, Sam, and your family, Thank and you, your health. Thank you, Sabrina. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lord, bless Sam and his ministry to all of us that we're honored and wonderful to hear it um, every weekend. We thank you for family and health, and we pray that you come up help us. Thank you, and Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you for the prayer. God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty close to the end of the program, and I wanted to just talk about Second Corinthians a little bit. Uh, chapter 3, we were talking about it last night in, in, in study, and I encourage you, you know, I, I hardly ever get a chance to, to do the full study on the air. Come out to LA Gypsy Church. Come out and get the the full uh, uh, teaching that we do. Uh, we do expository teaching. We're teaching the books of the Bible uh, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And it's it's great when we have time to just really get into the chapter and, 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 and talk about it and talk about every word that's here. But I just wanted to, to to mention that in first in Second Corinthians, there's so much going on here, and I don't really have time to talk about the history of of, of what was going on between First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. We got into it a little bit, but Second Corinthians is Paul's uh, letter to the church after they had repented and after things had changed uh, in the church and after uh, so much work they put into the church to to correct so many things that were going wrong. And he starts the, the, this part of the letter. He says, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Now we're in Second Corinthians, the third chapter. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need as some letters of commendation to you or from you? He's reestablishing his, his, his relationship here with them. And, he's, and Paul is making a, a comment here. It's like, I think he's like asking, uh, don't you know us? Do we still need 
uh, 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 letters of recommendation to be introduced to you or that you would know who we are? Do we, do we, do we need some type of, of, do you need some type of assurance of our ministry and our apostleship and, and how we're workers in the Lord? You know, do we, do we need to impress you with titles? Do you need to, to know who we are? You know, uh, does, does someone need to tell you about us or, or do we need, do we need your recommendations to go forward? No. Paul's saying, you know us. You know who we are. We don't need, you don't need to know our titles. We don't have to have titles to impress you. He says, he goes on and says, you are our letter written in our hearts. You know, we don't need letters of recommendation. You are our letter. And this letter is written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, earned for by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the human hearts. We don't need titles. We don't need titles or letters given by man. You are the proof of our ministry. You are the proof of you're, you're the proof that we have a ministry, that God has called us to ministry. The work we've done among you speaks for itself, he says. You know, uh, he's saying, don't judge me by my title. Don't judge me by what people call me. Pastor, teacher, elder, whatever. You know, title is a title. Judge me by the work that the Lord does through me. Judge me by the ministry that God has given me, not that man has given me. Judge that. And he's saying, such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. And this is the, this is the heart of, of, this, of this part of the letter. He's introducing, he's talking about the new covenant, how awesome the new covenant is, how glorious the new covenant is. But our adequacy is from God, who has also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Paul answers his own question from, from, from uh, 2.16. 2 Corinthians 2.16 says, Who is adequate for these things? Well, he answers his own question. No one in himself is adequate. We are not adequate to serve God. We're not able to do the, 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 the things of God. We, we don't have that power. We don't have the power to preach. We don't have the ability to teach his truth. We don't have it. But Paul is confident in this, that he serves not through his own power in the flesh, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. That's the only way we can truly serve God and serve each other through the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's not human power that changes lives. It's godly power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, a, it's, it's what God does, what God does through men, not what men do through, through their own power. You know, what, what, what good is it if I come here and, and talk to you in my own ability? It's not going to change your life. But when I get down and pray and ask God to speak through me, that's when I can have the confidence to know that the Holy Spirit will do his work tonight. 
He knows. We know we can't do it on our own. And there's a reason, there's a reason why. Because God is not interested in your adequacy. He's not interested in your qualifications. Because God doesn't choose in that sort. God doesn't choose that way. God doesn't choose the qualified. He doesn't choose you according to your abilities. He doesn't choose you according to your education. He doesn't choose you according to your talents. God qualifies the chosen. God looks into your heart and he sees your desire to serve him. He sees your desire to serve people. He sees your heart condition. And according to your heart condition, according to your the, the person you are inside, you know, when, when, when Samuel went to Jesse's house and Jesse brought his, his sons before him, Samuel looked at the, the appearance of the first son and said, and he says, this, is, this surely must be who God has chosen. And God said, no, Samuel. You, you look at the outside. You look at the appearance. I see the inside. So God doesn't choose you according to your qualifications. God doesn't choose the qualified. He qualifies the chosen. He gives you the power. He chooses you, and then he qualifies you. And that's what Paul is saying. Who is adequate for this ministry? Who is adequate to serve God? Who is adequate? No one. None of us are adequate. But this is the confidence that Paul had, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he says, such confidence we have through Christ, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. God makes us adequate. God gives us power. God is able to do according to his will through us when we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So God doesn't choose you according to your qualifications. God doesn't choose you according to your talents. God chooses you, and then he gives you the talents, the gifts that you need to serve him. So don't worry about your abilities. Be confident in God's ability. And this, 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 this phrase here, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. What do you think that phrase means? What do you think Paul is referring to? What do you think Paul? What do you think is going on where Paul says the law, or I'm sorry, sorry, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life? He's talking about the law. He's talking about the law, even though the law is perfect, even though the law is God's standard, it cannot save, it cannot give you life. The law does not save. We see this in Acts. If you go to Acts thirteen. 39. What does the Bible say here? The Bible tells us, uh, Acts 13, 39, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Through the law of Moses, we do not have freedom. Through the law of Moses, we don't find eternal life. We don't find salvation through the law. The law only shows us the need that we have for a Savior. The need, the law shows us our sin. The law reveals sin. The law reveals that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are dead 
in our trespasses and sins because we have the law exposing our trespasses and sins, revealing the trespasses and sins, revealing how we have gone against God. The law kills. The law does, cannot give life, Acts thirteen thirty nine, But the Spirit frees us from sin. Jesus has forgiven us from sin. The Spirit frees from sin and gives life to every believer. If you believe in Christ, if you believe in his sacrifice, if you trust in him as your Lord and Savior, he frees us from the penalty of the law. He frees us from the punishment of breaking God's law. Yes, the law is perfect. The law is glorious because the law shows God's perfection and his standards. But who can keep the law? Who can keep from sin. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. There are none righteous, not one. So so I encourage you, don't depend on your ability to serve God. Don't depend on your ability to keep the law, because we can't. We need the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus. In the seventh verse it says, but if the ministry of death and this is Paul's words, the ministry of death. The, the law shows us that we're dead. We're dead in our sins. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones, talking about the Ten Commandments, came with glory, they came with glory because the, the law is perfect, so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory on his face fading as it was. How will the ministry of the Spirit fail? to be even more glory for the ministry of condemnation is for if the ministry of condemnation has glory much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory for indeed what had glory in the case for indeed what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it for if that which fades away was with glory. Much more, that which remains is in glory. What is it saying? Are you following this? He's saying, if the law was glorious, and it was so glorious that when when God gave Moses, when God met with Moses, the glory of God shone upon Moses, and the Israelites couldn't look upon Moses because he was shining with the glory of God. If the ministry of death, the Ten Commandments, came with glory, how much more, and this is the Old Covenant, if the Old Covenant came with glory, which could only lead to death, how much more, how much more is the New Covenant glorious? It surpasses the Old Covenant. The glory of the new covenant surpasses the old covenant. Why? Because the old covenant had to be replaced. Because the old covenant couldn't save. The letter of the law, the keeping of the law cannot save you. Because no one can keep the law. But the glory of the new covenant, which is in Jesus Christ, which does not fade away because it is permanent. You know, the old law was temporary. The old covenant was temporary. The new covenant is eternal. The new covenant is forever. 
forever. So the, 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 for if that which fades away was with glory, how much more that which remains is in glory. There is glory in the new permanent covenant, the new covenant. And Paul goes on, therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. You can speak boldly because the new covenant is glorious. The new covenant saves. Where the letter of the law kills, the spirit, of, the spirit gives life. We can speak in boldness. And we are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading. It was fading. That glory was fading. Christ's glory does not fade. Christ's glory is permanent. Christ's glory is forever. This signifies that that the old covenant's glory is fading away and that one day it would be replaced with something greater. The glory that was on Moses' face was fading away. And it shows us, it signifies that the old covenant will one day fade away and will be replaced with something greater. And he goes on. And he says, their minds were hardened. For until the very day, until this very day at the reading of the old covenant... The same veil remains unlifted. If you haven't given your life to Christ, you're still in your sins. You're still in the old ways of the old covenant, trying to trying to measure up, trying to measure up to God's standards, trying to live a good life. No, it's not gonna that's not gonna get you into heaven. Just living, trying to live a good life isn't good enough. It says, till this day, the veil remains. You don't have the truth if you're trying to live by the law because it is removed in Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The Old Testament is only truly understood through the revelation that comes through Jesus Christ and the New Covenant. You can't really understand the Old Testament. You can't really understand that the the veil is there. There's a mystery there that you don't realize, that you don't understand until you come to Jesus Christ. Jesus is truly the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Jesus has fulfilled everything of the Old Testament. He didn't come to abolish the law, he says. He came to fulfill the law. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He says in the 17th verse, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. In the Spirit, we're not condemned to keep the law. We are free to walk in obedience to Him and His Word. John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So we don't obey the law today out of, uh, out of uh, strictness. We obey the law today out of love. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. You know, he replaced the the Ten Commandments with two commandments. Two commandments today is love God with all your heart and love others. The new covenant that replaced the letter of the law is love. Like I said, two commandments replaced ten. 
and even more, the six hundred over six hundred that were added by the Jewish religious leaders. Love God and love each other. These two will transform your life. The two covenants, the two commandments of the new covenant will change your life, where the Ten Commandments could never change your life. Ten Commandments couldn't change your life. Two commandments can, and they will. The Christian life is founded on two things, my friend. The Word of God and the love of God. Doctrine and love. Too much doctrine and not enough love equals religion, and religion doesn't save. A religion is just a religion is just rules and regulations. That's when there's too much doctrine and not enough love. Too much love and not enough doctrine equals confusion, because nobody knows the word of God, and you can't live by the word of God if you don't know the word of God. So you can't have too much doctrine and not enough love, and you can't have too much love and not enough doctrine. We need both equally. We need love. And we need the Word of God. We need doctrine, teaching, and love. We need them both equally. And then, then will come transformation. Then will become a renewing of our minds. Then will become Christ-like. And we will mirror, we will mirror the image of Jesus when we love Him, when we love each other, when we have His Word, and when we have his love. So I encourage you, stay in God's word, stay in God's love. Amen. Well, as you can hear, we're out of time for this segment of the Gypsy Christian Hour. I hope you'll be with us this coming Friday. Well, first of all, be in church Sunday. Be in church. Wherever you go to church, make sure that church is a church that teaches the word of God and shares the love of God. You want just an, you want equal amounts of doctrine teaching and love so go to church be in church be in his house hopefully you'll be with us on friday and then back here saturday nights at midnight the gypsy christian hour until then god bless you and good night